Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Bitcoin podcast episode number 244. I am your first host, Marcello. I'm host number two, D. And I am host number three, Corey. We have all three hosts back and we will be playing The Chronic 2001 this episode in the background. Yep. Enjoy that, copyright people. <laughs> I'm sure we'll By be our powers combined. That's an oldie. That album's like 20 years old. It doesn't get old, yeah. though. It doesn't get old. YouTube it's is going to take that time. shit down immediately. That's eh, fine. Is oh, speaking of YouTube, we uh, we hit a milestone. We're over 100 subscribers now. Whoa! Yeah, for, all our, for like the three years, we gave zero attention to YouTube. And finally, we're like, hey, we should probably start publishing on YouTube, too. You know that thing that's ridiculously massive? Yeah. <laughs> it's It's not easy. But we're making our way up the subscriber number. Is this the part where we have to pimp ourselves out? Like, please hit subscribe. Please go to the website. Please. Yeah, here's the thing. This isn't on the talking points in which you you pulled out earlier this week. Um, But how do y'all feel about sponsors in general? Where should they go? Like, where should they go in a podcast? At the top. This should go at the top to allow the listeners the opportunity to skip the shit out of them. So you don't like like mid mid show uh, advertisements. I do. Like I don't. Know, I don't agree with Rogan. Rogan said he doesn't like because it breaks up the flow, but I don't mind it. See, I agree with that. That's what I agree with. Like, I, if if, you're, if you need to do it for a higher price, then it's worth a higher price. But I prefer to not break up content. Um, as someone like. I mean, I would like to do mid-roll sponsorships because there's they're more likely to be listened to. Um, I don't really care. When an advertisement comes on, I typically tune all the way out anyway. So I'm not... Well, it, it depends. Like, if, if I'm listening to Bill Burr, I listen to him because he makes them entertaining and funny. It's all how you approach it. You know, if you're just taking a paycheck and you don't give a shit about the product, that's going to resonate with your audience and resonate in your tone and your interest level. Yep, very true. Well, we don't have any sponsors. So <laughs> just not- go to the go to the donate page <laughs> and just give us money because we don't have any sponsors. Yeah. yeah, we don't have any sponsors. We should get some soon, but who yeah, knows? We got a few in the pipeline. Um, we'll, we'll work it out. So, do you guys hear that echo? No. Hmm. Interesting. Um. So Taylor said something interesting this week. Caught my eye for my crypto. Yeah, Taylor for my crypto. What you say? Decentralization is not a value proposition. And I said, 
Yeah, I agree with that. But then Crypto Twitter said, Hey, Taylor, fuck you. Everybody wants decentralization. They just yeah. don't know it yet. And I think Crypto Twitter is wrong. Crypto Twitter? Twitter. There's a missed opportunity there somewhere. <laughs> I think Crypto Twitter, that's what I'm going to start calling it when I disagree with it. Crypto Twitter is wrong. And I think Taylor is right. So then, my next question naturally is what is the value proposition? Or is it the fact that so many different people have so many different interests and can still utilize crypto is what makes it the value proposition? I think I think the word decentralization is just too broad. Like decentralization of what? Uh, as a whole, if you decentralize if you decentralize something in essence, it's supposed to become a trustless operation. What is it? It's supposed to have just, it, it's just a blanket statement. It's yeah, I know. I just, it's, it's, it's a shitty blanket statement. It doesn't mean anything. Like, that's you, like you, you're, the purpose of decentralization should be in respect to something. If it's, is that trust? Like, instead of like you're decentralizing the trust that you have to have on people to a bunch of different people that are playing a game, is it decentralization of value? Is it decentralization of power? Like, who actually has the power to vote on things? Like, it's, it makes a difference on what you're decentralizing and for what purpose. Like sometimes centralized entities are good; they're efficient. But like just saying decentralize all the things for the purpose of decentralization is stupid. Yeah, you don't lead with decentralization. That's not your lead-off batter. You're not going to get on base. Like if this were, if marketing were a baseball game, you're not getting on base swinging with the centralization first that's a strikeout right there might as well put the centralization I think it's worked for so long because people never really thought about that concept ever like before before Bitcoin got, Bitcoin got big like you didn't hear a lot of like the world like all the internet is centralized and all these centralized services and like this vilification of centralization yet we understand where like where it came from and why it exists and like why it's a problem now but I think before before Bitcoin you didn't hear much about that you weren't worried about these conglomerate companies that were taking control of the internet back in 2005, 2009. You're absolutely right. Do people even care, though? I mean, people like the conglomerates. Like, I could go to four different mom and pop shops in one Saturday, or I could just go to Target and get everything I need. That's that's the that's a big that's a mighty fight right there. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. I I I don't agree with Taylor. I just What? That, Why? That, that's the expound. That's the hook. Decentralization is the hook. Transparency is the hook. Security, it's the hook. Scalability, that's the hook. Scalability is not a hook. You're talking about the words we use to get people to like buy into this stuff. Yeah, scalability is not a hook. It, right, so why would bring, that be? Yeah, it does. It brings costs down. It, it, it processing requirements goes more efficiently. You can leverage it. These are all every, everything. Everything that was wrong with traditional banking systems. These are the things. These are the hooks. Traditional banking systems scale like a motherfucker. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this much. Like security is a hook for me. Like the the, the fact that we're building systems based purely on cryptography and using digital signatures the way they should be used, so that everyone has access to them and it means something. In terms of value, is cool. That's a that's a that's a that's sweet. 
Yeah, we we can get guarantees now that nobody's creating something fake or spending something they don't have. It's transparent. All right, so why, why do you sell that to like, you know, Bob who's got a bank account at Bank of America and doesn't give a shit? Buzzword. Just hit him with the buzzwords. Buzzword, bacon, lettuce, and tomato. Like, what do you, I mean. Sorry, Bobs, who are out there who are listening. Yeah. Sorry, Bobs. You, but you're a GPP and you know it anyways, Bob. So we don't even have to, we don't have to say anything. Look. All I'm saying is that perhaps some of these things that we've tried to turn into buzzwords to make this stuff sound cool is not the wise way to go about adoption. Why not? Because no one cares about decentralization remotely. Not even a little bit. Maybe they do. They just don't know it yet. With that, yeah, they just like that's what I was just saying earlier. Like, I mean, a lot of people never, never really even heard or thought about the word or how it refers to money and power. And 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 then this thing, Bitcoin, Ethereum, whatever you introduce someone into, introduces that concept to them. They're like, oh shit, I that is better. And then they get excited for like the more you know broader cause. I mean, yes, but at the same time, if you decentralize a bank, right, that implies that everybody gets a bank. I'm taking it to the financial aspect of this stuff. That's like that the, implies that, that's like the that extreme it, example. Like it's that's that's like where I think people go too far when they're saying like everything should be fully decentralized because it's not it's it's a it's not a binary thing. It's not decentralized or centralized. There's a whole plethora of options in between there and depending on whatever you're doing depends on how you structure it to fit so you call it semi-centralized i don't know like that's that's kind of that i talked about this in that talk i did what a couple years ago at the bitcoin super conference it's like these options you have instead of only being centralized like the internet currently exists and allowing options for distributing trust or power across multiple people if you need it is a new thing and so you can build whatever system you need based on whatever the hell you're doing that caters to how the humans are interacting as opposed to just trying to pigeonhole it into a single thing it's, it's actually going to change how people interact with one another i think so theory. You I know, if, if 99 percent of the time i know things are going to happen a certain way and trust isn't needed Will that make me a distrustful person towards human interaction, or will I have less reason to be distrusting since there's usually no reason to be? So perhaps I become naive and over-trusting. But I think it's worth mentioning that these trustless interactions are likely going to affect how people approach trust-based interactions moving forward. D, I think we saw we saw a, t- a tweet that some guy doesn't like Bitcoin anymore because Jimmy Song, he doesn't like him anymore. We put way too much stock in these Twitter heads. And yeah, yeah, that's a dumb thing to say. Like to 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 get rid of something because you don't like somebody. Yeah, yeah. And I I, I like Taylor. She's she's a an acquaintance of mine, but she has become one of those figures. She has a verified account with twenty thousand followers, and a lot of people put stock into what she says. She's one of those people for good or bad. Yeah, that's true. She I is a person of that guy. She's a person of influence, but yes. so are we. Don't say the word. Don't say the words. Um, What's wrong with the words? I hate that word. Influence? It's influencer. 
influencer. Yeah, I hate it. I can't stand that word. What's wrong with I that? I don't know why. It, it, it's it's, just, a, it's the appropriate word. I feel like there's other words. Like what? In it. Persuasionist. I don't know. Pers- <laughs> Did you say persuasionist? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like. I don't know, community leader or something. Thought leader? You want a thought leader? Because that's way more millennial. Oh, jeez. Do I want a thought leader? What the hell is a thought leader? I think, and people also think like me, and we just sit around in a circle and think together. I don't even... Some of these words, they just they just get at me. But... It's a think tank. I even said, <laughs> I even said to that guy, it's really poor form to not invest in something based on a persona on the internet. So, um, yeah, but those people, those people wouldn't be who they are if they didn't have a legion of people that hung on their words and got the question is how much, how much they change themselves to placate to the audience that they have to like, that, yeah, that make it grow yeah, or that's keep it. That's, that's, that's the question. That's like, that's like the kind of metric of, of, of human fortitude for my, for, for me is how much someone is willing to change themselves in order to placate to, um, an, an audience that they like having. I bet you it happens a lot. Oh, I, I, I I'm willing it to bet a lot. I'm willing to bet it's the norm. It's no different than a political system, like a congressman just saying what he knows he has to say, so people continue to like him. It's yeah, but like my thing. personal feeling is that Taylor doesn't do that. Jimmy Song does. Yimi, Yimi Song. That's my. That's my personal feeling. I nothing to back that up other than personal um yeah so so while we're on the topic of twitter i i guess i'm cranky today i guess i'm grumpy because i too am not a fan of sir jackamus dorsimus jack dorsey the ceo of twitter and cash app i think yeah it's cash app claiming i think it's a very empty claim that he is such a crypto head or a Bitcoin enthusiast. Because I'd say he's a Bitcoin enthusiast. Okay, that's cute. You have one of the not not one of Twitter might arguably be no, I'm gonna say one of the most popular social media platforms on the planet. It from overnight it went from what the hell is Twitter to you get on ABC News and you see an anchor's Twitter, that is that is CNN is retweeted or re- reading tweets, reading tweets that happened almost overnight. I was like, "Whoa, news is just going to read tweets now." I guess that's the world we live in. If he was that enthusiastic about this, he would be implementing and testing and re- and doing all sorts of things with this programmable money. See, but he's got. I don't know if he understands it that well. Is that he he built the Cash App? Like the Cash App accepts Bitcoin. That's probably now one of the largest ways to buy and sell bitcoin beautiful why not have i'm a not saying it's button? the appropriate thing to do but like I, I from his perspective he probably feels like he's doing the right thing if he doesn't know everything he didn't say the word ethereum once and I, i've met a lot of people who are into bitcoin who don't even know ethereum exists and so that means yeah, they've been incredibly true. limited like limited in their exposure to what this space is actually doing I'm yeah. saying that if you're in a position to be more than a cheerleader, then perhaps you should take that position. 
But it's not his full time job, though. Yeah, he didn't give a shit. Yeah, he's but just doing he, something because he, he, he knows as much about Bitcoin as people who have. He knows as much about Bitcoin as Elon Musk, and Elon Musk isn't going to go full on into lightning nodes and all that. He's just going to. Yeah, but Elon. Person. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, you're expecting too much from these people. He's not, he's not, you know, goon surreer. He's just he's a rich guy who created all like, these. He's got to yeah, he's got to run Twitter. That's fucking. He's busy. There's only so much knowledge that you can acquire on many numerous subjects. It's like the equivalent. Like down. let's let's like take us as a microcosm, right? Like if there's something we like doing that was completely off the topic of of running this podcast slash being in the blockchain space. And like something you liked, and then you don't go balls into that thing, and then incorporate it in everything you do. We're gonna criticize you for it. You guys are licking this man's taint right now. No, and I hope that just, he, get, like I hope he hears me say that. He made a Look, difference, and it's not that big of a difference. It's it's a way for people to buy and sell Bitcoin, but it's not enough. Okay, so he makes Cash App. Cash App, you can you can buy and sell Bitcoin and hold Bitcoin. Is it is it super duper tough to have a Cash App button? on Twitter is it super duper tough to have a little button next to your tweet that says oh I want to tip that person is it super duper tough to launch a lightning node for if people you, that he pays for people hold on let me keep going for people that he pays on a roll he's got a he's got an army of devs he's got I an got an answer for that that's pretty pretty just, obvious just let me go until you interrupt it he's got an army of devs he's got an army of engineers it should take two weeks to put a cash app button on Twitter. If it's that, not that he it's not that he can't do it. Why would you take the most mainstream social media platform and then implement something that only 2% of the world gets? Uh because there's no telling where that 2% gets you. Yeah, it's all great the, for adoption the, but it's terrible for a business model. Okay, all of a no sudden you've got it. Kanye sending tips to fucking the game. I don't fucking I'd know say that it do. could if he did something like that, make a drastic move and change towards people actually using Bitcoin or whatever he actually puts into Twitter. But for Twitter, it's a it's a gamble. Now, okay, he would have, that means he has claim. to be incredibly incredibly into this where he thinks it's like the future of the world and he wants to like compromise his current business plan slash like like people who use twitter to push it on them would you guys stop jockeying this man's nuts with your tongues i just, I just think it's how like it's in the run world business. how in the world is he compromising twitter by putting a little button on that says hey you want to tip that guy first tweet I think it's a great Bring idea. A little cash but like, it's not my business. You people only want to implement things that you know are people are going to use and implement. How much has Twitter changed? Like, how long did it take him to go from 140 to 280 characters? Yeah, like seven years. That's like, like the if they're that worried about influencing the reason and communication flow of Twitter, adding money into it is going to. I think that's a that's a pretty big decision relative to like keeping conversations the same. And when you add money into anything, the nature of how people communicate changes. Would you argue with that? I I don't disagree with anything you guys just said. I just think that he's in a position to be a little more than the cheerleader. And if anything, he could be doing a, a little something. 
to show like oh i don't just own it i you know what that guy say for like just for men or that hair shit in the 90s when he's like i don't just own it i'm all i also use it i'm not just the ceo i'm also a yeah. customer yeah i'm not just the ceo i'm also a customer <laughs> was that great coupon or was that haynes no that was um men's hair club hair club yeah <laughs> men's hair club for men there we go <laughs> yeah well, tweet that guy and tell him to ask ask him when he goes on his podcast. Yeah, Jack Dorsey said hello to some other Bitcoin podcast. Let's bring him on here. And he can interact yeah. with the fans that aren't calling us right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, we yeah. record at some weird-ass time. 7.30, 7 Eastern time? When does a normal at 7 p.m. Eastern what's a, time? Yeah, on what's, a, a what's a good time? I would say I would more say... people are available in the evening than in the middle of a Saturday. Yeah, that's very true. I don't know. Maybe we should do some like A B testing and figure out when people are actually in the Slack so they Or we could just ask, hey, if you're listening to this podcast and you'd like to join, send us a message somehow on the Slack, on Twitter, on anything, and tell us what time you would like to join in. Yeah. That's good. Or you can do um, surveys in Slack. Yep. Slack's but, the best way to get a hold of us. Slack. Not to be such a negative Nancy, it is really cool that someone as um, vis- as visible as Jack Dorsey uh, is like a, such a proponent of Bitcoin. I think it is kind of cool. I don't think I see. I think proponent is the wrong word relative to the actual proponents of these things. They're just they just it's like yeah, they, someone told them about it and they're like that sounds cool. I like that idea. It aligns with other things I do, and that's the extent of it. They just happen to have a bunch of influence elsewhere, so they have the potential to honor up a bunch of people because a fuckload of people listen to them. Or they own some platform that influences the world. But like, he's not a proponent of Bitcoin. He just likes Bitcoin, and they brought it into the Cash App because it made sense. I think I think we, we, we give them too much, like, of what we want them to be, and they don't deserve it. It's, it's just the fucking regular people. It's just we know that what what could happen. If they happen to like, you know, join the side and fight for the cause, type of bullshit, right? <laughs> Why do I feel like eventually we're gonna be, we're gonna have a choice to live above ground or underground? And in, in underground, we eat Taco Bell. Oh no, wait, above ground. <laughs> basically, the plot of Demolition Man is where exactly where we're at. <laughs> oh yeah, we're slowly working to Demolition Man. You already kind of look like Kevin O'Leary, Corey. So. And I, I say don't want to look like Kevin O'Leary. Well, I mean, you're both Irish looking, so thanks. If your face were a bit more leathery and shiny, you could be the leader of the underground, Corey, in like a heartbeat. Me, I'm relegated to fight Sylvester Stallone because of the blackness. But you, you could. <laughs> What's Cello doing? Uh, Cello? I don't know. Cello, would you be uh, Rob Schneider? Rob Schneider? Schneider? What? Give us a. You don't know what to do with the three C shells. Show your wife is behind you, looking like she wants to karate chop you. <laughs> I'm looking. All right, y'all. I'll be right back. <laughs> I gotta go. And life hits the Bitcoin podcast. So, Corey, tell us a little bit about Brussels. Give us a story, and then I want to talk about the other point of interest. So I was recently at um, Brussels for 
uh, a secure messaging workshop with the Webview Foundation status and uh, a bunch of other validity labs and parity and people like that uh, for us to come up with uh, a new way to send messages over the internet or a network that allows you to send messages in the most secure way possible that would basically have a failure mode of the security level of Tor. Mm. What does that mean? You said that earlier, and I was like, failure mode. What does that mean? Do mean? It means like do when like things mode? don't go like in, in the worst case scenario, in terms of the potential security risk of someone seeing your message that shouldn't see it. It's the same as Tor, which is what the dark web lives mm. on, right? That's the like, onion, onion routing. Onion routing, yes. So like the mm. goal is to just build a new security network. Period. Period. And as you can imagine, that's going to take a long time. So nothing's coming up for next year. Time. That's going to take a very long time. Well, I, I don't know. It's it's So there's a lot of work being done in various ways of routing. It's basically, like, if you get the gist of it, I think the majority of it is routing messages. Mm-hmm. The proper way to route messages and then how to then build that message. That's basically the extent of secure messaging. Use cryptography to build messages in a really cool way and then figure out how to route them to other people. So when you say build messages in a cool way, if I write a message, it's some text, right? Am I like taking that apart and turning it into cryptographic puzzle pieces? And then think think about like the way the internet works now. It's built on a a packet that you send packets across the internet little yep. digital pieces of information that are wrapped in various layers and each of these mm-hmm. layers has very specific instructions on how to what to do with that packet so like you send a message that says you know hello world to someone across the internet like the majority of the information associated with the with with sending that is around sending it and not the actual information mm-hmm. so like you okay. have to come up with interesting ways of making communication protocols or like those instructions so that machines know how to route data across the internet. Blockchain is a different way to do that. And that's informed us on how to like maybe build better, more secure systems. Because once you figure out how to get it there, how do you how do you guarantee people in the middle can't look at the information, like the payload is what it's called, and then know exactly what it is if it's secret then you mm. use cryptography and use digital signatures and encryption to make that payload look like garbage so the only other person on the other side could take that payload decrypt it and understand that it's from a certain person they're the only ones with the cipher yeah and it gets more complicated than that that's the general way it's like how do you route something and then how do you build a package that you know it's going to the right place and that they have guarantees on where it came from. Mm. And for like something like status, we want to build, you know, chat rooms and things like that based on the same type of like security primitives so that whenever you're talking to someone, you know that only they're listening and you have guarantees around that. Mm. So if, so the idea of status now is like, if, you're on the Ethereum network and you want to chat privately, you're using the status status protocol. 
Uh, yeah, but that's not the, that's not the limit, right? The limit is just if you would like to use incredibly secure chat, mm-hmm. and you don't even Should know what the blockchain about is. Status so much, isn't that like a conflict? No, I work for them. Oh, okay, I, my podcast. Fuck, I want. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, like it's, yeah, all transparency, guys. Corey works for. Yeah, I'm a security engineer at Status, so if you didn't know that, but yeah. uh, I'm really working there. But like the yeah. goal, our goal, and is is much broader than that, and that it's it's build a secure messenger for anyone who would like to have very strong guarantees on knowing who they're talking to, and that only those people can see see the messages, as well as like an ease of use. And then you have, and then latch onto that the ability to use blockchain infrastructure, we use Ethereum, to add value to those communications. It's like you can build micro communities and then also have money involved in those micro communities and they naturally in like the conversation, right? So like if like so you said something in a chat and I was like, oh cool, here's so and so, here's so and so money or mm-hmm. token or DAP or whatever. It's just built in natively. So that, I think that's what's That'd be cool, right? If you can just say, "Hey, I'm gonna build a community, and it, it has it already has a money associated with it." And there's no, yeah. there's nobody that can, anybody can stop me from doing that. Interesting. Nobody, uh, nobody joined in. Yeah, nope. nobody joined in tonight. We we need to pick a time that's around the weekend that is advantageous for everybody to want to pop. I don't in. think that exists, man. Because like, it's the fucking weekend. Like, yeah, but we used man, to go Saturday morning. Who wants to get up in the middle of Saturday in the morning of Saturday to talk on a podcast? We do a Saturday night. Well, Saturday night, people are doing stuff. We'll get, we're gonna find no the sweet spot for you guys. How do people call? It's not like you could. It's not like it's easy to call into a radio show on the. On, oh, I guess it they is do that shit on the way home from work. Yeah, if you're stuck in traffic, it's like I got nothing better to do. I might as well call the radio and say, "Hey." I liked when you guys played that song. Do it again. So, anyways, um, if you don't have Spotify or something, yeah. <laughs> people still listen to the radio. But radio shows are actually getting very entertaining again. Like uh, Charlemagne, Charlemagne the God. That show is hilarious. I have no idea I what you're talking stand, about. I can't stand Sway anymore. Hey, it's your boy Sway. Welcome to Sway Show. We're gonna. Not really talk about hip hop, but and have a bunch of garbage rappers on here. Sway. Uh oh. What's going on over there, Joe? <laughs> uh, when a four year old eats dinner, it doesn't always go straight from A to B. Oh, okay. <laughs> a lot of detours in that. Yeah. Um. So one last thing I wanted to talk about, which is very exciting but sad at the same time for me, it's like bittersweet. It's bittersweet. Symphony. That's a good song. That was the, the old, uh, huh? What's up? That was the Cruel Intentions soundtrack. If you guys are unfamiliar with Cruel Intentions, it's also a Kanye West song with John Mayer. Yep. Bittersweet. Okay. Anyways, um, so the SEC commissioner says a Bitcoin ETF is inevitable. He said inevitable, but then he came out two days later and was like, eventually, not like tomorrow, guys. Well, I mean, inevitable and eventually are. Same thing, yes, very true. But eventually, is like, well, I guess they're very, they're still very vague. It's one vague comment. It's going to happen. Another. It's clearly going to happen in the future. That's basically yeah. the gist of those two statements. <laughs> Call me now. 
for your free yeah it's gonna happen and um people are tying this to the price um hike there was a bit of a price hike people got all jolly yeah 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 I didn't, I didn't see anything litecoin went up about 25 percent Ethereum went up 14 percent Ethereum went up 14 percent which not by the hike. way Corey, this is not a hike guys yeah uh, it I, is I Corey. Mean, this is not a is. fucking hike like <laughs> This is, you don't go down 95% and then bump back 10% of that and be like, hooray, we're back. I'm not, we're, we're not arguing back, with you. But what I'm saying, nice like, green, we need hundreds way. percent to get back to where yes, we were. We need a lot, lots of hundreds percent of percent, hundreds so no of hundreds of percent. You, unless like, we're at 20,000. Something Bitcoin. almost needs to 10x before we're back. Yes. Um, but the introduction, the introduction of stable coins, are going to make that process a lot longer. Yeah, a lot longer. And um, that twenty thousand dollar Bitcoin ain't happening for a while. It ain't gonna happen for for like twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two. It's not gonna happen for a while. Why you think? Because because of like stabilizing factors, like chip, like stable coins. Yep. We'll we'll like prolong it, and so we're not we're like we're not going to have this crazy volatile network. You think it'll be natural, like slow, or reasonable growth? Yes, I think who now has Bitcoin by the balls is not enthusiasts. It's not core believers like the Vares. It is Wall Street. It is the incumbent financials, and they like to control gains and losses. So. Well, good, there's, good luck with adoption. Well, yeah. How about this? Is it still available to people who shh, currently never had uh, banking infrastructure? Is it still as inclusive as it used to be? It in the mm. I think people only use stable cryptos because they don't have artificial inflation controlled by centralized corrupt governments. People use stable cryptos because they want to trade and they want to preserve their value at, at its highest amount. Uh, there you go. What but is it like stable currencies a, are for use? Things yeah. that are things that things that will grow in value or for investing in. Yeah. So that's that. Guys actually it, backed by value though, it's not just debt like the USD. What's oh yeah, die's a different story. Die's cute. I love die actually. It is I cute. think I'm about to buy some soon. But why would you buy it? It's just a stable coin. Don't buy well, like, what's the point? Just have it. No, like, I guess, but it's like it's cute. sure. I want to support the community. That's what I just said. Like, like stable coins are for using. You don't want to do it unless they're actively being used. In the same way that, like, like most commodities are for using. You just think that by holding them, they'll be increased in value. So you're investing at that time. That's your use. You're putting value somewhere because you think it will grow. You put you put value in stable coins because you think everything else is going to fall, or you want to hold the value of whatever you're doing with someone else. Like escrow, right? Mm. So, like, if I buy something online, and we're gonna go through some type of like process where we have to go back and forth before things actually get released, I want the value that I put in to be the same that I take out whenever we come to concluding our business. Escrow. Yeah. You don't want that value to change. So you want something that's stable. Like, I don't want to like go into business and lock uh, a Bitcoin. Uh, away, and then a, like a week later, when we conclude our business, that Bitcoin's worth you know forty percent more. That would be shitty. Yeah, the soundtrack in the background—it's just wonderful right now. We need a bull run. 
in the next two years. That's all I'll say. What if we don't get it, Cello? Might be a wrap. If we don't get it, Cello's going to be doing uh, bedroom Beethoven's, Beethoven's exclusively. Bedroom Beethoven's exclusively. Yeah, he's going to say, fuck, fuck Bitcoin. <laughs> I'm tired just, of the shit. I see the shift already. You already have influencers on Twitter saying that the thing that made Bitcoin hot three years ago, that's not the reason why it should be hot. Then you have the influx of Fairweather people. You have maximalist and tribalism. Dude, it's just not good, man. The bear markets are so terrible for the for the community. Well, there have been signs of not a bear market. Or at least like a turning around of a market. I hope. hope I mean, it turns. Look, at, look at us. Just like us is like a a small window in this whole thing. Think about all of the people who have been coming into our inbox lately that we saw nothing of over the past few yeah. months. It's definitely coming back. Interest. Right? People want to. People want to sell announcements. People want to come on the show. People want to try and you know pitch their pitch their game. People are asking us to sign up for shit. Yeah. I mean that's just that's what bear markets do. They shake the market. They allow for the opportunity for people to hop in that weren't in it before. That's just what they do. The people that really believe, they just bought more of the thing that they liked when it was at the bottom. The new people come in. Here's the thing. Last, um, not last December, the December before last, there was a person that looked at the price of Bitcoin and said $20,000 is way too much. That same person is looking at the price of Bitcoin and saying $3,600 do not seem too bad. It was $20,000. And there's always going to be a person like that. There's always going to be shit tons of people like that every single time this happens. But so, what people don't realize is they can buy 0.1 Bitcoin. You don't have to buy yeah, a whole Bitcoin. We've been screaming that for like six years. They still don't give a damn. Like <laughs> we've been saying that. We've been saying for six years. If you got a dollar, you got a dollar worth of Bitcoin. How does that Dude, work? Do you remember when we first started the show? Yeah. How much we pushed lawnmower? Yeah, because it was like yeah. the easy way to put a small amount of money regularly into Bitcoin. It was like the best way to, that, in our opinion, that was the best way to invest. Still is probably. Yeah. It was just no totally change in that shit. Back then, you bought a Snickers bar and you would have like 0.2 Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> left over yeah. Sure not not anymore, baby. Yeah. <laughs> not anymore. So, um, you know, yeah, there's always going to be swaths of people like that. Yeah, bear markets suck. This is a this has been a relatively tough one because I think last time, Cello, you weren't fully, you weren't as bought into crypto like the Mount Goxing. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm good now. Uh, my sentiments from the bear market don't come from like I want a Lambo. It comes from I want this community to thrive and continue. And I just what don't think that? like what's 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 the community like? What are they behind? What are they for? I uh, what what percentage do we need to hit before? You know, mass adoption. Do we need to be at like eight percent, nine percent? I think we're like at one point five to two percent. I would like to um, get it to eight to ten percent. Every... Why are people using Bitcoin? Yeah. Why do they care? Why do they want to use Ethereum? Why, like, in my opinion, the point is not to like have people join the cause of cryptocurrency. It's it's so that people can do something they can't do beforehand. Like that well, shit I was I saying earlier. Right? Like, if you can enable micro communities to have like, like say like if you could have subreddits but you basically lived off off of contributing to a subreddit and the economy associated with that subreddit 
fed your family because of some hobby you have and you built this community around people who do the same shit and they have like a economy and that then fed your family that'd be fucking cool you can't do that nowadays blockchain has a has a possibility of doing something like that but it's not they're not doing that shit they're not feeding their family because they love blockchain it's just enabled something that they couldn't do beforehand I just I love That's I love the idea that I I can do anything if I have that associated crypto. I can I can do a ride sharing if I have the ride sharing coin. I can go uh, rent a condo with the condo coin. I can go do this. So just imagine if that ecosystem grows and I can do everything with all the cryptos and my little ledger nano, and I can live my life without a bank, and I have the freedom to do all these different things. That was the big vision of the white paper. I think that's still I think that's still a good way to picture it. I know it's Which white knows. paper, though? Like, not the Bitcoin white paper. Just like, that's why I disagree with Taylor, because I just think decentralization is the value prop. That's the whole reason why we buy in. If you're not buying in to win Lambo, then you're buying in for, like, the core value that was written out, like the declaration of Bitcoin See, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a different way to represent the same problem, and that is, like, in the in the use case of public money decentralization of control over that money is necessary Mm -hmm. and that's 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 why quote-unquote decentralization is good for bitcoin because bitcoin is trying to be money and if you want to be money you don't want to have to rely on someone else to check shit and that's where like the decentralization comes in, but in other circumstances, that's not true. You need decentralization and something else, some other power. So like if voting ever becomes a thing, who gives a shit about money? It's decentralization of who has the who has the vote. Or a, or a proper distribution of who has the vote and their way. But what if who has the vote has the money? Then you need to give a shit. That that's right now, that's how power is, is influenced. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't have to be right that now. way in the that's future always. for various things. But like in, in in the case for like that's why I said micro communities because you're not going to have this take over on like a country scale in the near future. What's going to be what's going to come? What's probably going to end up happening is that you're going to enable people to live lives the way they want to, doing things they want to do, and get paid to do it. Which is this mm-hmm. like kind of micro community thing that no one's really paying attention to. But enables people to live their lives in a way they want to do it. That type of thing grows slowly and slowly until it becomes like the basically how people live because you can. We got pretty far from what the ETF may or may not mean, but I do. I don't know. The decentralization being the value proposition may still be for some people. Crypto heads, yes. But for anybody outside of crypto, they give no fucks. I don't. I, I don't think you should be able to use the word decentralization unless you're referring to something particular. Okay. That's not. It's just. It's a stupid word to say by itself. You should tweet that right now. Decentralizing what? Question. All the things. Point. All the things. I will tweet that. Everything. Everything can benefit from a trustless. Yeah. System. You're gonna want to use a picture too, people. Uh, people look at tweets more when there's a picture on it 
Founders and also, like, I, I don't want the bear market because I don't want people to be like, oh, Bitcoin's dead. Told you, LOL. If Bitcoin goes to $50,000, you're not going to have that person who can buy a whole Bitcoin. So that narrative has gone. And then the naysayers are gone, too, because Bitcoin has thrived. So you're not going to get rich anymore. And you just you get rid of all the noise. And then that's when you can really concentrate on building. You don't build in a bear market because nobody gives a shit. You build when the hype is there. I, I just think we have the narrative backwards. And I don't think we can survive if we have these elongated bear markets. Because then the naysayers are going to think they're right. And then the people who do believe in it, they're not going to have the patience to stay in. Hey, there's so many naysayers that said wrestling was stupid and wrestling <clears> became, <throat> a, became a thing. That was my counter argument. Yeah, I still think wrestling's stupid, but it's like really popular. Yes, so. it's Ooh, really popular. Yeah, brother. <laughs> you I know think, who Hulk think, Hogan is. You know who he is. Oh, hey, who's the Brock? Yeah. I think football is super boring. The the Super Bowl proved that shit, but it's still super popular. So. We're going to come through, baby, and decentralize all the things, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you say Baseball. it like that, dude, we should have Macho Man. Be the Randy Savage, of all of crypto, but I think he's dead. He's but dead. Still, like I'm sure there's impersonators everywhere. You can find ready. an impersonator. Bonesaw's ready. Um, I love doing that voice. That guy's interviews are amazing. I like how um, Cello were, put we're live in the Slack, and someone gave a smiley face with shades, and, and then did that? not join. Oh man, she never types in there. God, this, the, our Karen in San Francisco. Our Slack is so weird because there's people that monitor it, but they never type anything. Six hundred and eleven people in our Slack, and I'd say uh, 40, 40 people yeah, contributed. Yeah. But wow. it made you like, Corey, made you like four hundred. Really watch. That's the creepy thing, Corey. That is actually really impressive. Forty-five people a day is our current average that are actively passing messages back and forth. Oh, really? Are you looking at the yeah. stats? I, well, I mean... Yes, I, just, I, I pulled that off the top of my head. We have some power so, users, though. Yeah, like, we do. I'll, I'll wake up in the morning and the same four people are have just dove into nine conversations. Dude, Dude let's shout out the power users Extra right deep. Now. Extra deep to the night. Alan, Wilk. power user. Wilk, super power user. Thank you, Wilk. Andy, Andy power yeah. user. Ken. Uh, Ken. Not Bozak, but New Ken. Uh, new Ken. J- JT. JT. Miller. We got some power users in there. JT said at 6.33 last night, been thinking a decent bit about welfare and government programs recently. <laughs> <laughs> and then a lot of other conversation happened after yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so that. That's what started our, our Friday evening. And then you go into random. You go into random. Yeah. Let's see here. Let's find some. There's a lot of earbuds talk. I went on ear. Don't want to like a earbuds talk for a while. Cello, you managed to morph random into an audio file chat room at least once a month now. I've been keeping loose track. I didn't start it. I just, <laughs> I just provide some wisdom. Uh, but I, I will say that Ray has brought a, a nice layer to the Slack. And, Definitely. Um, I'm. I, we need to get Wayne and Ray their own show. I would agree. I hope it's you guys heard that. I hope it's you're listening. Um, so we really got off that topic. What I wanted to say is let people know how what what good comes of a Bitcoin ETF. 
uh, we've gone over it before years ago. But what it basically means is that banks and investment banks and, and all these like traditional uh, incumbent financial uh, entities can now legally buy swaths of Bitcoin. Um, and that's a good thing because then it turns like, like, for instance, my mother and father are about to retire and their retirement fund has been buying ETFs and mutual funds and things like that for years over years. And if that allows funds like theirs to buy Bitcoin, you know, and you know how many people have retirement funds? I'll give you a hint. It's a lot. And old so, people. Yeah. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not old, Corey. There you are. But I have. I have a fund. I have a fund. Um, We're but, crypto. Everyone's got a fund. <laughs> that's very true. Who put this picture of Satoshi in the Slack? Um, but that's what that means, and it's a good thing because it it adds some stability. It, it adds some buy side stability to the value of Bitcoin, um, which is a good thing. So that's why the Bitcoin ETF and Ethereum ETF are these are all such big deals long term. I'm talking. 5, 10, 15, 20 year long term because it adds a huge buy side stability to, to Bitcoin. So, um, But that's it, guys. If you guys have any more talking points, I'd love to talk. I don't really have any more talking points. Alright. Shall you got some? Uh, I think we've covered everything. Everything? We're done? We can cut the show? Forever? We gotta just, plug our shit. No, I guess I'm sweet. Um, so I don't think we've talked about this much lately. Me and Colin talked about this quite a bit on hashing it out. One blockchain to rule them all, or a bunch of different blockchains. One to anchor <clears throat> them all, but a bunch of different blockchains. Uh, I want to say one because I was working at. Uh, permission.io, which is a garbage ass company. My uh, my quality <laughs> <are so insane. laughs> um, They were saying, "Oh, we're go- we're going to build on the Stellar Lumens blockchain." Oh, now we're gonna we're gonna go on the third. So, if you're a company and you don't know what you're doing, it just adds more confusion to what you don't know what you're doing. Hashtag yours.org. Did that happen with them too? Shots fired. Yeah, dude. They've been pivoting to different things since the beginning. Yeah, so I don't think pivoting is good for your reputation, for your for morale, for your business plan. So let's just keep it simple. Yeah. Yes. I would say, Corey, a one major blockchain that things are anchored to or pegged to, and then lots of lots of chains doing lots of things. Yeah. That are anchored to it. I agree. What was what was your conclusion with Colin? Oh, we don't come to conclusions, with Colin. It's just a yeah. this is an ongoing debate. But I I tend to think the same thing. He tends to think yeah. the same thing. You have one um, main blockchain and um, a bunch of things that are are anchored into it, whether it be trust or value. I, I read a picture. Go ahead, chill. I, I revitalized Colin. Colin was like about to call it quits, and then I sent him to the Stanford yeah, conference, man. And he was like, I'm back in. Let's record nine episodes in a row. <laughs> yeah. Crypto has its way Dude, of doing that. You gotta you gotta yeah. see people, man. That's what it is. You have to yeah. go out and you have to see people. That's join, our, join our Slack. Go to your local meetup, wherever that is, and meet people and talk to them. And 
either be smarter than them or learn from them, but you're you're talking to people. And that's like yep. if you do everything on the internet, read a bunch of shit, never talk to anybody, it's you're you're gonna get burnt out. You're gonna get weird too. Yeah, you're gonna get real weird. <laughs> let's let's put that out there. Yeah, you're gonna get real you're weird. Get so weird. like do a do a meetup and tell us about it and we'll try and help you do the meetup. Yeah. Are we gonna do our Trahasco? Maybe. I'm going to Brazil. It's, it's not a little hard. bit of planning. It's a lot of bit of planning. We're we, gonna have to. If we have a, if we have a bull run, if there's, if there's a decent bull run in some way, shape, or form that skyrockets our evaluation because all we hold is crypto as a podcast, then yeah, we'll do a community shohasco where we just basically set a date in a place and anyone can come and join and we'll provide all the things. Yeah, I think if, it'll be like I want it to be a bit of the pieces of who we three are, like. Uh, of course, the Chahasco, Corey, that's you because of Brazil. And then maybe like a Smash Brothers tournament. And then at the same time, Cello will have like a vinyl player set up so you could bring some some vinyls and play some some tunes. That's obviously, racist. like, huh? Yeah, I got, I got my portable vinyl set up. Corey has a record player. Everyone has a record player who listens to vinyl. <laughs> Fucking, you guys just it's part of listening up, to buy all my ideas. No, it's a great idea. It's just gonna it's gonna be really extremely hard for me. It'll to, be really you know, hard to plan, but I think it'll be really cool. It'd be yeah. uniquely us. I like it. All of our listeners on the East Coast could come to it. We could have a great time. There'd be alcohol because we like that too. Yeah, fuck you, West Coast. Yeah, yeah. If you're West Coast, you gotta fly to us. If you're Texas, you gotta fly to us. But um, TBP Fest 2019. It's just a big churrasco. Cooking meats. Dude, let's get a shitload of Instagram models to like pump this up. We don't need Instagram models, though. Let's just get regular women. What we'll about do it the role? same way as the fire? No, they're models, too. We just don't get the good models. Yeah. That's regular women. And, and we don't get Ja Rule. We get Jaquan. Remember him? We'll get him. Nah, um, I think we should get... Um, who played the thong song? Cisco. Cisco. Cisco is a good deal. <laughs> Cisco for TBP Fest 2020. Maybe I could just do a Jaw Rule voice and trick people into thinking that he's Jaw Rule, baby. He's like, hey, y'all need to come to the Bitcoin podcast, Jawsco. Yeah, baby. You no, know, you know, for those that there's only like maybe four people who listen to this podcast that have been listening since the beginning, but within the first, I think, 50 podcasts, we had a regular segment, and that was. D doing black doing black guys talking about crypto or Bitcoin at that yeah, time. Yeah, it was black guys that were enthusi- black popular black guys enthusiastic about Bitcoin. That's yeah, what I so did. it was like Wesley Snipes, tell us about Bitcoin and you would do it. Yeah, but off or the top Cleveland. of my head I I can't remember. You did a Denzel. You did Oh Cleveland. Oh Peter. <laughs> Bitcoin's my favorite crypto. Like I could still kind of fall back into it. It's just been a while. So um, Ja Rule, I feel like it's a good day today. Wait, maybe I could do Wesley Snipes. Some motherfuckers are always trying to buy Bitcoin cash. That could be like ten. Yeah, it could be like it, it's like Joe Black guy. Yeah. <laughs> no, everybody knows Wesley Snipes sounds just like that. Yeah. Um. Oh, but anyway. I wasn't joking, Corey. Like when you're like. Van Damme is from Brussels. So I know. He's, he's, he's a muscle oh. from Brussels. <laughs> yeah. All right. Wait, what? I missed this conversation. 
Well, I asked him if he watched Time Cop or Bloodsport, something to honor him while he was in Brussels, <laughs> and he missed a golden opportunity. I did it. I did it the first time I went when I paid homage to oh, Van okay. Dam. The second time was well, just a business trip. Corey, okay, could you be Van Dam for for uh, Halloween? I don't know. If, I can't do that voice. I don't. I'm not that ripped. I don't. I can't do that. I can't like jump up and do the splits on random chairs. If I could do that, then I would do it every year. <laughs> yeah. Can I you do? do all the time. One thing for me, get rock candy and then get syrup and then do put some athletic tape on your hands and dip your knuckles <laughs> in syrup and then dip it in rock candy. Okay. And be Jean Claude like Van Damme. Some rags and just rock candy. Yeah, from Kickboxer. <laughs> okay. I think it's about that means that we need to wrap the show up, I think, because when we start talking about Jean Claude Van Damme, it's it's about that time. Um Go to the bitcoinpodcast.com. You'll see all the things we do. Um, uh, we do lots of things. You could also go to medium.com slash the Bitcoin Podcast blog and see some uh, a weekly newsletter that goes out by JT. Shout out to JT. And um, Corey and Colin also have some some thought pieces on there. I don't. I just made that up because I don't know how you could write something and not think about it, but whatever. Um cello's daughters also are going to be submitting blogs to the to a series of random noises <laughs> in the background of whatever you're doing yeah. sorry um, about that life life is still real life it comes at you fast unreal. there we got we got ultra professional a little bit last year but we're still living yeah yep. um but the cool thing about this podcast is you can join our slack and then you can join the podcast and how many podcasts can say that about their community so join the slack and then you can join us when we record yeah you don't like what we have yeah. to say come on our show and tell us that's that yeah. simple that would be fun like, that would be like, really fun i would love it if a hater like called in to hate yep and join went through all the steps like join the slack just so he could come come and say i hate you guys i would we, we've had that. That i'd be balls. so happy if that was the case yeah. we've had one of those before yep so except he ball sack joined at the wrong time or else he would have mm-hmm. probably popped in every now and then and said something off the wall. Yep. So, um, yeah, please join the Slack. We really want to grow the Slack because it is very entertaining and, and helpful for us to guide our content, to, to have awesome folks in there every single week, every single day, um, contributing to so many different conversations that, you know, are all pretty, I don't know, relevant. Pretty plentiful. Pretty Let's set that KPI. Let's get a thousand people in our Slack by the end of the year. We already have that KPI. Oh, so. you want to give it to the public? Yeah. Okay. Ugh. We want twelve hundred people in the Slack by January of twenty twenty. There's currently six hundred and eleven, so that would be a two Xer for those of you that don't know math very well. Can we do it, Corey? You think we can do it? No. Shit, dude, you are a negative person right now. That was how are you gonna say no to that? It's our it's we're 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 supposed to say yes to that. I'm trying to make people prove me wrong. Oh, okay. Cello, you think we could do it? Yeah. I think, I think we've I think we've I already believe. done it. It just Remember Corey was wrong about automated trucks. He's a moron. Yeah, Corey, you don't know shit. Okay. You don't you don't know shit about automation or slack groups. So all right, guys, that's it, man. Uh, shout out to Carla Lewis. 
Shout out to uh, Taylor Rooks and Zoe Saldana. Play. Damn, Zazie beats. And, oh, yeah, Zazie, you fell. Play. Dang.